Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and anywhere else you get your podcasts on your smartphone device. We are presented by Stanley Law Offices, Ken's Auto Detailing, Camilla's Golf Club, and our great, great friend, Heather Saxton. Make sure that you go with Heather today if you're buying and selling a home in central New York. It can be super stressful, super time-consuming, but she makes it easy because she makes home more than just a place. She makes it a feeling. Heather Saxton, call her today, 315-727-3313 part of the Hunt Real Estate umbrella, Heather at Hunt on Facebook. That's Heather at Hunt. And, of course, she is a licensed real estate salesperson, Heather Saxon, the official real estate agent of the NL Sports Platter. Well, it's all over the place in theaters right now. It is called 12 Mighty Orphans. you got to go see it. It's a tremendous, tremendous story, a sports and history movie, and set in the Great Depression, uh, haunted by his mysterious past, devoted High school football coach leads a scrawny team of orphans to the state championship during the Great Depression and inspires a broken nation along the way. Let's talk to the director and co-writer, Ty Roberts, along with the co-writer and cast member, Lane Garrison. Can't wait to have this discussion. Learn more about the movie. Again, it's all over uh, theaters right now where you go see movies. How are you folks? Thanks so much for a few minutes. We're doing great, Michael. Thanks for having us. Let's start Thanks, with, buddy. yeah, absolutely. Let's start with first, just, you know, for my listeners who aren't aware of the backbone of this story, uh, kind of a two-parter to start, you know, how did the movie come to fruition and, and what's the backbone behind the story? Well, I'll start with the, how it came to fruition because, you know, my producer and partner, Houston Hill, uh, gave me the book, 12 Body Orphans by Jim Dent, and I had heard of it, but I had not sat down and read it. And, you know, once I dug into it and sort of learned about Rusty Russell and who he was as a man and a coach and a teacher and a husband and a father, um, it, it sort of reflected on, you know, what what I strove to be as a, you know, a filmmaker and a dad and just a good person in life. You know, he, he left a top-tier program in Texas at uh, Temple High School to, to kind of go make a self-sacrifice for he and his family uh, and go to the orphanage that uh, was sort of coming out of the, the late 20s and, and, you know, a really tough time in America and, you know, where there were record numbers of orphans on the streets. And he, he dedicated his life to that institution for 16 years and gave back to the community and turned uh, just countless kids' lives around. And I just thought that was so admirable, uh, you know, for me as a um, father with a couple of young kids and, you know, just always continually trying to do, you know, good things and be a part of the community and all that. I thought it was super cool and just someone we needed to memorialize and honor and 
get that movie out there because it was a it was a not only a great sports film, but I thought it was just a real uh, kind tale of humanity, and we sure certainly need that right now. Yeah, that's that's a great answer. Are you there? Yep, I am. Um, so I wanted to get into um, you know some of the some of the characters uh, you know in in the film. Um, can you guys kind of break down um, you know who who's in it, who has the most impact, um, and, and you know kind of go from there? Lane, maybe you could you could jump in here a little bit as, as you're one of the cast members of, of, of playing a character. Uh, sure. Can you kind of can you kind of go through some of the people? you're working with the, you know, the actors and actresses in this film. And of course, you know, who, who they play and, and the impactful figures along the, along the way here in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Lane Garrison, Ty's co-conspirator, co-writer. <laughs> um, we wrote the script together and, you know, Ty and I have done a movie, our last movie together, the iron orchard. And we just hit it off. And so I feel very blessed to be working with him again. He's just a true visionary and an amazing man and director. And, and so I, I played another part in this film as well. I played Luther Scarborough, who is the rival to the orphans. And, uh, he was the head coach at Polytechnic high, which was a mile away from the orphanage. He was, um, at least portrayed in the film, I'm not a very likable guy. In fact, I'm getting a lot of messages from people saying, you were amazing, but I hate you. You're now the most hated man hated man in film. Um, because he got the orphans basically, I don't want to spoil it, but kicked out of, of football and did a lot of sinister things. So I'm, I'm, I'm an antagonist in the film. And, but really, this is Rusty Russell's story and that's played by luke wilson and this is the best film i'll go on record saying that he has ever done mm. and he will back me up and agree with that he is absolutely fantastic jimmy stewart-esque amazing in this movie and people are blown away by his performance uh his wife is played juanita russell is played by vanessa shaw who's fantastic uh wayne knight Newman, so to say, uh, plays an antagonist. Uh, he plays Frank Wynn. Um, who else we got, Ty? We've got some wonderful, wonderful orphans. Hardy Brown, played by Jake Austin Walker. And Snogs, Leonard Snogs Roach, is played by Jacob Laughlin, the kid from Mud. Levi Dillon, um, it's Bob Dylan's grandsons in the movie. There's another kid named Slade Monroe, breakout star. Nine out of the 12 kids we cast were local talent. And, you know, from all the reviews and things we've seen, you know, people are raving about these kids' performance and we're there too. But we've also got Martin Sheen, who plays Doc, um, Rusty's sidekick and assistant coach. And, He's just so lovable in this film and amazing. And he portrays the real life doc who worked at the orphanage for nearly 40 years and never took a paycheck. And these kids all looked at him like a father figure and Martin Sheen. Uh, he's as nice of a man as you could ever imagine on and off screen. And then we've got a great uh, character being played by Robert Duvall, the one and only um, Ron White, the comedian, mm -hmm. plays a sheriff, 
and we've just got it's just a fantastic cast i mean every single character is amazing and i know i keep using that word over and over again and usually i've done multiple films and i don't talk them all up i'll tell my family like oh man this is a gun i just did this film so i can pay the bills and this one's different this one is very special i'm receiving over a hundred messages a day from people grown men saying they sobbed in front of their children grandparents uh blown away it doesn't matter it's all ages film this isn't just a football movie you will laugh you will cry you will be inspired and that's because the performances and the story are all done so well and that's thanks to my uh partner here ty roberts who is just a fantastic director and now just it's been a joy to get to do two films with him and watch him work and his humility and his grace and his ability to tell a story but i just really hope people get out there and get in the theater because this is the type of movie coming off a pandemic that you want to see and walk out feeling good and walking out feeling fresh and inspired that's what it's doing to audiences across the nation. That's awesome. 12mightyorphans.com for more information. Go check out the trailer uh, all over major platforms, including YouTube, you name it. It's in theaters everywhere uh, where you go see movies. You, you brought up Martin Sheen and, 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 and Robert Duvall. I mean, two just iconic you know, figures in the, in the movie industry. What have you both learned from those two guys and and what do you think they've learned from you uh, especially through 12 mighty orphans if you want to start ty and then follow up with it lane yeah i mean look one thing that they both said to me which really impacted me as a filmmaker is that they enjoyed themselves so much and i think that when you know luke came on board and i had a good rapport with luke and it was just constantly uh, you know, discussing the characters and, and having fun with the characters and just kind of setting the tone for a, uh, a an enjoyable creative process. I think Martin came in and just solidified that. He's such a gracious, uh, kind, funny guy that it, it just really helped us uh, anchor in the tone there even deeper. And then, you know, once Duval came out, we were already in our groove and even though we just had a few small scenes with him, he was so playful and fun with it that, you know, we, we could just enjoy everything. And to me, you know, putting together your core creative team like that and, and keeping it uh, enjoyable is, is, is the most important aspect of, of making a movie because it can be super stressful and it can get out of hand. And I think that, you know, if you're not cognizant of that as a director and don't make changes to make sure that, you know, things are being done that, that are enjoyable and not destroying the creative process, it, it really it really makes makes a difference in, in the final product. And ultimately, you know, all these guys just made me look great because I I worked with them to a degree, but I also gave them the freedom they they wanted and needed to bring these characters to life. And it really, it really shows on screen, especially between Luke and Martin, who just have such a good chemistry and rapport uh, between them. It was really, really wonderful to see them 
kind of flourish and, and come up with some of the things that they did that weren't even in the script, you know, they, they just had a really good time together. And, you know, the scene with Martin and Bob Duvall were, was really improvised as well. So that was, that was a wonderful, uh, you know, thing to experience as, as a director, you know, I had to pinch myself watching those guys on set together and it's been since apocalypse now. So pretty special. I'll tell you that. Well, I'll, I'll go on the heels of that. You know, um, one of the, one of our producers, a guy named Michael DeLuca, who anybody in the film community knows, he now is the head of MGM, um, and a three-time Oscar-nominated producer, he, I was watching Ty Direct, um, Robert Duvall, and Martin Sheen in the scene, and it really hadn't dawned on me what was going on, just because I'd been wearing so many hats and bouncing around and having football practice with the boys and running that and then playing Luca. I mean, you know, I was all over the place, and DeLuca turned to me and he said, are you really taking this in? Do you understand what's happening at this moment right now? These two legends are saying words that you and Ty wrote. They're, you're filming two of the biggest names in all of cinema, and they haven't been together since Apocalypse Now. So for me, that was a reminder to, A, enjoy the process when I'm making a movie. You know, um, be, be so thankful and, and really take in those moments and enjoy it. And then the, the other thing to learn from really Barton and being around him so much is that humility is key to all of it. Uh, you know, being humble and gracious. That guy, didn't matter if you were sweeping the floor and you're a janitor picking up after a set or if you're Luke Wilson, he treated you the same. He looked everybody in the eye. He signed every autograph. He took every photo. He was just an outstanding human being. And it's a way that I want to carry myself in life and when I'm on set going forward. So for me, it was it was definitely eye-opening and a life lesson. Not that I was ever not humble and gracious guy before, but just the way that he could handle himself and, and juggle everything was really remarkable. And we're, we're so blessed to have him. He does the voiceover and some narration, the film, and his, his just voice is iconic. I just loved working with Martin. So one of the, the, the big things, at least from, from my view, uh, guys, is that this is, is set in the Great Depression, right? And so there's obviously the, the, the orphan element to it, right, and, and the, the amazing efforts for these kids, but it's also in the middle of and set in arguably the hardest time our country has ever gone through. So how much more impactful do you think this film is because it's set in that era with helping that, that cast of kids and what their situation is, right? Cause it almost goes hand in hand. How, how much more impactful do you think it is because it's depression related? Well, I, I think everybody can really relate to it right now. You know, it's been one of the hardest years we've endured probably since the Great Depression. Um, and, and certainly everybody's been a little bit dour and, and, you know, hasn't had the opportunity to get together with friends and family and, and you know, go to cinemas and, and do things in, in groups and communities. And it's just been, it's, it, it can really, really sap your energy out to a degree. And I think now that we're in such a good position 
uh, and, and the country's doing uh, so much better right now. I, I think this is just a wonderful parallel to go see and to be able to, uh, you know, witness and, and, and even see as a reminder that, you know, despite how difficult everything can be at times, um, you know, when we come together and focus and have a common goal and, you know, really, uh, really believe in ourselves and we can do anything. We can pull ourselves up and, and, and come out of it on top and, and just really change the whole narrative. And that's what the boys did in the movie and Rusty Russell did in the movie. And I think it's a, it's, we can always use these reminders, despite how cliche it may be. You know, this is a story about kids and high schoolers and folks that don't have anything. And it's like, you know, it's, it's really needs to be memorialized. And, and it's a great reminder for today on how difficult it's been over the last year. So I, I just, I think it parallels wonderfully. And of course we never had any idea we would endure a pandemic and when we set out to make the movie, but I do think it, it really is a, a opportune time to share a story like this. A lot of people are going to relate think- to that. Yeah, and I think that it doesn't matter how old you are, people are being inspired by it. And, you know, to that degree, it's got a great message for our youth today. I mean, you look at kids, and yes, they were orphans, but orphans back in the 20s and 30s and even 40s were looked at and deemed as if they were convicts. These were total outcasts. They were the unloved and unwanted And the fact that they were able to inspire a whole nation just shows you what you can do when you believe in yourself, when you believe in others, like Ty said. And it's just really remarkable that this is a true story. And they they were able to, to not only inspire the nation, they inspired President Roosevelt so much that he used to hang a 12 banner from the White House every week when Mm. they played. Really? And orphans with nothing, yeah with nothing and no parents and no money and not even shoes these kids had can do that, then all of us, without any excuses, can believe in ourselves and we can get back up and we can rebuild and restart our businesses and economy and, and we can get out there and fulfill these dreams. And It's just a wonderful message for all ages. Yeah, no doubt. Did, did you guys ever get caught up anywhere in the film when, when you're recording and stand next to Wayne Knight and go, uh, hello, Newman. Did you ever do that to him? <laughs> <laughs> I saw people do that, so I avoided doing it. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. He, yeah. He did it. You know, the, a funny story about him. We were waiting for cars to pick us up for the premiere. We had this amazing premiere in Fort Worth. Okay. And these, these big SUV vans were pulling up to take cast members, and I was standing with him. And it just so happened that the mail truck pulled up to deliver mail to the hotel. And he looked at me, he goes, did y'all get me a mail truck? He goes, this is so I'm a rocky to the premiere. And I just started bursting. I was like, Newman, your ride is here. Yeah, yeah. And he just thought that was so funny. Isn't that amazing? And, you know, two two things on him. One, you know, you, you can't believe when you look back at all the things he's been in. It's it's just it's 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 hard to believe. I mean, I forget that he was in Rat Race. He was in Space Jam. He, uh, you know, Jurassic Park, and and all these different roles. And and I guess that, and you guys know better than me. That's kind of how you know the movie community works. I get it. But 
it, it's wild. And I got to tell you, I mean, Seinfeld and the impact of that show and, and what everybody has done since then, you know, Wayne Knight, I mean, his career it really, really, really has been amazing from that moment. It's really catapulted to a certain extent uh, as an actor. I actually didn't watch Seinfeld when it was in its heyday, when I was going through grade school. I never, I never got into it at all. You know, up until college, people would just keep telling me, "Man, you're a Yankee guy. You'd love the stuff about Steinbrenner. You'd love the comedy. You'd love the, you know, the the the, the dry humor and the real humor and all this other sort of stuff." And I, and finally, just a few years ago, I finally made the the decision. I was about 38 years old or so, and I said, "I'm going to go and I'm going to start taping all the Seinfelds." And I got to tell you guys, I'm actually more appreciative of the show way older now than maybe probably, you know, 15, 16 years old. Now I can understand the humor more. I see the impact of all of those actors and actresses where, you know, they, they went from here and, and Wayne Knight's included in that group, really talented. Super talented. We were, we were very thrilled when he got involved. It was kind of one of those moments where you couldn't believe it. Like, wow, he's really going to come and be a part of this. And, you know, he was just a wonderful guy to work with too, and just brought a lot to the table and, and was always prepared and ready and just, just really a fun, cool guy to get to know during this process. All right, final final he thing. Absolutely. He, he, he crushed it as Frank Wynn, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I, I, have no, I have no doubt. Um, in, in closing, if you guys could just give my listeners an idea and, and Ty, if you want to start and, and Lane follow up, what do you hope at the end of the film, what do you hope people say about this? movie well I, I i just want them to come out of the theater with with a little bit more uh pep in their stuff and just feeling hopeful and feeling excited to face things again i mean this is a a story about dreams and we all know that that dreams can often begin in a theater and it's like you know i just i want folks to be able to feel positive and and with an ability in their sort of in their hope to be able to accomplish what they want to accomplish in their lives. And I think, you know, seeing the movie, I think that really inspires. And I think it really shows you, you know, if you put your head and your heart towards something, you're going to, you're going to come out on top or at least get close to it. You know, they, they don't necessarily get everything that they want in it either. But um, I just, I think it's a great time for us to just look at the simple needs in our lives and to feel confident that, with hard work, we can get there. I, you know, on the heels of, of Ty, my wife said something last night, actually, that she said, as all these messages have been coming through and I'm reading her everything and she's listening to my phone calls, she says, Lane, you know what's amazing about this film? It's the amount of people that have walked out inspired to do better and to be better human beings, men and women. And it's remarkable to see how positive they're reacting to. But she said something else. She said, you don't even know this right now, but there's some couple in the middle of Iowa watching this film. And because of this film, they've been struggling with adoption. They're going to go adopt a child because of this movie. Hmm. And I thought that that was really cool to think about, that somebody's going to watch this film and be so inspired by what those boys did that they're going to go out and help somebody else and help some kid that does need a family. And that's really, that to me makes it a success in its own right. 
Well, it's incredible, and it's all over theaters where you see your movies. Go check it out. If you haven't uh, seen it just yet, go watch the trailer at 12mightyorphans.com. An all-star cast of, of, of actors and actresses in this thing, uh, including Wayne Knight, as mentioned, and Luke Wilson, Martin Sheen, and Robert Duvall. And joining me here on the ML Sports Platter is Lane Garrison, a, a very involved as a co-writer and cast member as well, and a co-writer, director, Ty Roberts. Again, 12mightyorphans.com. Go check out the movie. Go follow the movie all over on social media platforms as well. Ty and Lane, this was incredible. Thank you for coming on. Continued success with the movie. And uh, anything you need down the line, let me know. Thank you, Michael. Really appreciate it. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and our great friends at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Log on today to vcgtransforms.com. Become a better leader both personally and professionally. Shout out as well to Welch and Company Jewelers and Sitmean Sit Syracuse, as well as the support from the Swan and Whitaker families. What an unbelievable interview that was with the co-writer, director Ty Roberts, and co-writer, cast member Lane Garrison. Go see it, 12MightyOrphans, 12MightyOrphans.com. You can hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter on all the podcast platforms on your smartphone devices. I always tell you, enjoy the games. Provember event is back. In celebration of pros, we're offering special values on top tools to get any job done right. Head into Lowe's and check out the largest selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories. Right now, you can get a guaranteed tough DeWalt 20-volt max bear tool free when you buy a DeWalt 20-volt max drill or impact driver kit. Shop in-store or order online. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Valid through 1-5 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. U.S. only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.